Hey Swifties, welcome to a brand new episode of Swifty School, where together we walk Clownelia Street covering the latest news and Easter eggs from our fearless leader, Taylor Swift. I'm your host, Reagan Bailey, and it is enchanting to have you here. Now that we're out of the woods, let's get into today's episode. It's another great day to be alive at the same time as Taylor Swift, or should I say, it's another great year to be alive at the same time as Taylor Swift, because welcome to the first episode of 2024, or should I call it season two of Swifty School. Wow, what a year we had last year. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would start a podcast, let alone be on episode 21, rolling into the new year. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a fantastic holiday season, and of course, a happy new year. What I do hope is that you did get your hand squeezed three times in the back of a taxi, and I also hope you did not spend your whole day cleaning up bottles on New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. That song, I'm always curious with songs like that, like especially like the April 29th song, like how many streams do they get per year versus how many streams do they get on the day that the song is mentioned? You know what I mean? Anywho, hilarious. I am so, so excited and hopeful for all the Swiftivities that we have planned for 2024 or that I should say Taylor's got planned. It's truly going to be a party. Now for today's episode, I want to walk through my TS predictions for 2024 along with some of the ones that you guys had sent me in the broadcast channel. I do have a complete timeline as far as like what we can kind of predict for 2024 going through each month and I have some special notes that we can walk through in terms of that and then I'll give you guys an update on the Argyle book because well I won't tell you too much now we'll just talk about that later and then of course at the end if you're new or just joining I like to end with what I call Swifty submissions I am terrible about remembering to do this but I did remember to do it today and in 2024 we will be doing them every episode moving forward so if you have no clue what Swifty submissions are in the description of all of my episodes, I put a link. You can click that link to submit anything from an Easter egg, a theory, an episode topic request, whatever your heart desires. It's a great way for you to send in pictures, memes, whatever it might be. And of course, if you can't find the link or you're confused on where to find that, you can always send me an email at swiftyschoolpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. But you guys know the drill. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. First things first, let's talk Argyle. Now, I feel like Argyle is one of those things, kind of like reputation, where either you're fully on the train or you have no clue what's going on. I am not going to spend this episode doing a recap on Argyle. I have a really good video on my profile. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes for this episode. But essentially, there are a million and one theories as to why Ellie Conway, the author of the book Argyle, is Taylor Swift herself. Now, I got this book shipped to me ahead of time. The book does not come out, it says right here, until 1924. So we have a couple days until this comes out. I have not read it yet. I am a slow reader, so I can pretty much guarantee you I will not finish it before then. But what I can tell you from poking around here and reading a little bit further about the author and especially the author biography page, I do not think this is Taylor Swift. I think this was a little bit of a clownery moment. I think there are a lot of interesting crossover parallel moments. But I think as the Swiftum grows, 
and so many eyeballs are on so many different things. I feel like we really dig deep. And I think this is one of those ones like a five holes in the fence sort of situation. But I will say hats off to Penguin Random House Publishing Group for really doing the most when it came to marketing this book. Here are my two cents. I guess this is fast forwarding a little to my predictions, but my two cents is I do not think that they would be able to like utilize or take advantage of her likeness to this level without Taylor's team like getting involved in some way. So I do have thoughts that maybe there's like, I don't know, Taylor was consulted in some way, or maybe she partnered with like the writer or producer and this was like a learning project for her. I think there's maybe a tie at the least. Maybe she would have like a song in the credits. I don't know, but I don't think Taylor wrote this book. I'll leave it at that and I will make a video reading for you guys the author biography. If that is of interest to you, head over to my socials. That video will be up soon. Now, in terms of the bread and butter for today's episode, I want to walk through a timeline, if you will, of 2024 and what we know for sure we have going on and what to look forward to. So I will go through these swiftly, of course. Let's start with January. January is a no eras show month, but we do have two things to look forward to then. Number one is the Golden Globes. Now, this is happening the same day as the other thing in January, which is the Chiefs game on the 7th. Now, I am particularly curious about this Chiefs game because it is here where I live in Los Angeles. And of course, you guys know me, I have looked at tickets several times. But here's the thing. If I want to be on the nosebleeds, which is the most affordable option, there's no chance of seeing Taylor. And I would just be watching her on the Jumbotron. That is if she is in attendance. And listen, I've already seen the woman on a Jumbotron before. I want to be up close and personal. I don't think that it's worth it for me to spend like $600 to sit on the visitor's side, like underneath the box, just to like wave at her. But I do think it would be fun. So if the tickets drop to a certain threshold, I would say like $150, I would maybe entertain it. But your girl's not really an NFL fan. So there's that. Again, I digress. We've got the Golden Globes happening on Sunday the 7th. We also have the Chiefs versus the Rams. Now, in terms of the Chiefs and looking ahead to what games they have left, you know that I am no NFL expert, but I feel like a Swifty NFL correspondent at this point in time, if you will. So looking ahead to February, we do have the Super Bowl happening on 2-11. In terms of the Super Bowl and the odds, I had to bring Matt in earlier to help me look at this because I was trying to look up like what are the odds of the Chiefs? Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl. I know that there have been like longtime predictions over the past few months that the Chiefs would make it to the playoffs and then to the Super Bowl. But basically, as of right now, so the day that I'm recording this is on the 1st of January. As of right now, there are four teams that are slated or predicted, I don't know the fancy terminology, to go to the Super Bowl. And those four teams are, this is in ranking number one to number four. Number one, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Number two, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Number three, we have the Dallas Cowboys. And then number four is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I do think there is a lot of weight on Sunday's game on the 7th to see if they win that game. I'm sure that'll determine where they slide up and down in that sort of ranking to make it to the Super Bowl. But again, I'm just spitballing here. I have no clue what I'm talking about. But all you need to know is that I I feel like Taylor's attended pretty much every game during her off time the past few weeks, so I would not be surprised if she attended this game, especially if it is potentially his last game of the season, question mark, I think. So 
Either way, I think it'll be really fun to see her there. If you were not a part of my broadcast channel over on Instagram, one of my favorite things that we've been doing recently is before Chiefs games, we are doing outfit predictions to see like what Taylor is wearing. And her last outfit, she finally wore pants. And I've been saying for weeks that I feel like the woman forgot pants existed. We love her in a mini skirt or a dress moment, but I like to see her in a pant. She's so gorgeous, has such gorgeous long legs. I think pants look really good on her. So anyways, hop over to the broadcast channel and make sure to tune in for that with the Chiefs game. Now, Going back to February, I had mentioned the Super Bowl happening on the 11th, but before that, we have the Grammys happening on the 4th. Jumping ahead to some of the predictions that you guys had for 2024, a lot of you think that we possibly would be getting some sort of reputation announcement on the 4th. I do think this has some legs to it because going along with some of the theories that we have, obviously we know the 112-day theory points us to a release on February 16th, which means we would need some sort of announcement to happen before then. And I think if Taylor really wanted to go a little bit bigger and beyond just like an Instagram post announcement for reputation, which I feel like she would want to do, I think the Grammys would be a good place to do it. So Grammys is happening on February 4th. Super Bowl on February 11th. And then looking ahead to that, we've got the Eras Tour starting back up again in Tokyo and Australia. Now heading into spring, we don't have any Eras Tour shows happening in April. And then in March, right before that, we do have shows happening in Singapore. But I want to note throughout the year, we have only like three months that Taylor doesn't have any shows happening. And that's currently here in January, then again in April and later in the year in September. So I'm curious to see if in those three months, maybe we would see some from her. I'm kind of losing hope that we would get anything this month in January, but I do feel like it would be plausible that in April of 2024, when she's in an off period, maybe that's when we would start getting hints towards debut and then a release in June for that to follow the 112 day theory. And then I have a strong sneaking suspicion that if we are going to get TS11 in 2024, that it would start to creep up most likely towards the fall time. And with no era shows happening in September, maybe around then, but we do know Taylor loves November release date since so many of her albums have been released around then. So maybe we would see it then when she's circling back to the US for the Indianapolis shows. Now I know I jumped around a little bit, but let's go back to the summertime during May, June, July, and August. These are by far her four busiest months and she will be covering literally like half the globe during those four months. We've got France, we've got Sweden, Portugal, Spain, France again, Again, the UK, Ireland, Netherlands, Switzerland, Italy, Germany, Poland, Austria, like literally the list goes on and on and on. So that's all through May and August. I feel like that'll be such a fun period of time to be heavy hitting on the live streams. You guys know the drill. And I mentioned last episode that I have a really, really fun guest later this month. And I'll give you another hint. He hosts a lot of live streams. Definitely make sure to comment. Send me a DM if you have a guess as to who it is, but you'll see him very, very soon. I'll leave it at that. Now, rounding out the rest of 2024, September, like I mentioned, we don't have any Eras Tour shows. October, we do see the return of the Eras Tour in the United States with shows in Miami, New Orleans, and then heading into November, we end in Indianapolis here in the US before she pops back up to Canada and rounds it out for 2024. What a fun experience that'll be for all of those dancers. I always think about that, like the dancers, anybody who's on her tech team, like what an amazing, amazing experience to be able to do what you love, but also travel the world while doing it. 
that was sort of an overview of everything we can expect for Taylor in 2024 in terms of just like what we actually know she'll be doing. But I want to get into some more fun predictions and I broke them down into five categories, tour, music, fashion slash style, relationship, and career. Now, I don't love speculating on Taylor's relationship much. What I will say for her relationship is I think we will see more Travis and I do think that she would potentially entertain being a guest on the New Heights podcast. So I feel like that would be a little bit of a crossover moment. And then in terms of Travis, what I will say is I think he would be so excellent in a music video. Can you see him playing a really funny role? Like I could see her coming out with a new music video in 2024 and he like, I don't know, is like bussing the tables or doing something like he's the janitor in the background. I just think that would be so funny and they seem to have like a really playful relationship. So I definitely would be curious to see if he pops up and any of her work kind of crossover moment like she might on his podcast. In terms of the tour, I feel like the two things we keep talking about is set list, set list, set list, and outfits. Is she going to change them? What are they going to look like? And I feel like she's not going to change it up too much, right? She has a formula. She knows what works. She seems to have been taking off the past few weeks. It's not like she's been seen in the studio or at rehearsals. I guess we don't really know where her rehearsals are. She probably has been doing some sort of that, but I think that we're not going to see any anything drastic. And what we will see, if anything, is probably some new outfits sporadically. I think the biggest change we would see, which again, a lot of you guys had this as predictions, is introducing debut to the tour, which I feel like if debut does get introduced, it wouldn't be until that second half of the year. Probably, I mean, if we follow the 112 date theory, it would be sometime after June. And if she does add in debut, I really only see it being kind of like a speak now moment where it's like a one or two song max. And then that means she would most likely cut from one of the longer sets. Then I feel like the three longest sets, in my opinion, are Midnight's. Midnight's is very long. I also feel like Evermore and Folklore are both very long, so I'm curious if she would maybe pull from one of those to give debut a moment, or if she wouldn't add that at all. I don't know. Very curious. But I think maybe some new outfits sporadically sprinkled in throughout the year, perhaps the addition in the second half of debut. And then I think in terms of set list, I think very minimal changes. And what I would predict is probably similar to like the no body, no crime or the one, how she kind of swaps those out interchangeably. Maybe we would see some sort of swap there, but I don't see anything like wild and crazy happening. Like we're not going to have a whole new era's tour in 2024 because I think that would just be way too crazy. Now talking about her music, obviously 2024 is going to be the year for debut TV and reputation TV. And in terms of TS11, Karma, whatever you want to call her, Wood Veil, some people are calling it Dreams, Sagittarius, whatever TS11 is, I do think we would see that in like September, October, November, December. So way, way later in 2024, but obviously fun to clown about and think about. But I think we have a little bit of time before that would happen. Now, my favorite topic, clothing. I feel like this has been a really interesting and transformative period for Taylor's fashion. Obviously, she's had more eyes on her than ever. And I would love to do an episode specifically dedicated to her fashion and some of 
the stylists she's worked with over the years and fashion designers. But I think something that we will continue to see her lean into is more relaxed fashion. I think she's reached this level in her career where she can really take control of her style. I feel like we've slowly been seeing her transition her hair. And if that's any indicator of her kind of taking control over her look, I think we'll continue to see like very girl next door, very much like relatable, attainable fashion from her. Obviously, the price points are not attainable, but it's very easy to recreate a lot of the things that Taylor wears. And I think, you know, we could see her in some things as casual as like overalls. And I don't know, I'm thinking like slouchy knits and jeans. You know, she's a queen of like a mini skirt and a boot as her like dressed up look. But I'm excited to possibly see her in more of her off periods when she's photographed, if she's photographed at all, in kind of just like more loungewear like a casual but still styled and effortless is how I would imagine her in 2024. I think that she's well deserved it and she does the glitz and glam on tour so I think that's why I'm expecting so much of a juxtaposition from kind of what we see her on tour to her more street style if you will. Aside from all the music and music videos and outfits and tour I think the only other thing I would potentially expect from Taylor in one of those off months is maybe her getting involved in some sort of side project. I don't know if that means maybe some sort of advocacy but with the election coming up you know Taylor is pretty vocal when it comes to at least her local elections. She's talked a lot about Nashville elections, or I should say Tennessee rather. She's, you know, chimed in on previous elections. I remember she had posted, I think, something about Biden, you know, three, four years ago. So I'm curious to see if she jumps on that train at all this time around, or if she's going to stray away from it since she has seen so much success as of recent. So I don't know, I could see her announcing or dabbling in some sort of smaller scale side or passion project in the upcoming year. Now, some of the ones that you guys had mentioned that I loved was potentially a Nicki Minaj collaboration. If or when the day comes that Taylor and Nicki collaborate on a song, the only thing I can like use in my brain to sort of wrap my head around this is her collab with Ice Spice on Karma. The one thing I will say is they both have very feminine music, but in entirely different ways of expressing it. And Nikki, I like how her music is super catchy and upbeat. So I could see, I don't know, like I just can't imagine how they would do a crossover moment, but I think we will see some sort of artist crossover collaboration in this upcoming year. I just feel like it's overdue. And I think the more females Taylor can work with, the better in my opinion. Now my last major prediction, if you will, I don't know if it's major, but it's definitely potentially controversial, is I do think Taylor is going to ditch the bangs in 2024. I feel like she's been in this period. I'm imagining like metamorphosis. She's come out of her chrysalis. She has blossomed into this butterfly. She's getting more vibrant, flapping her wings. And I think that the bangs have been around for a pretty long while now. And I could see her shedding the bangs and maybe the side part would be returning. 
I don't know. I know a lot of people have very strong feelings and thoughts about a side part. I fancy a side part. I like a middle part. I like a side part. I could go for either, but I'm very curious to see if that's a part of one of the shifts that comes with Taylor in the new year. Now that rounds out all of 2024 and what we know as of right now. And of course, you guys know there will be so much more to come. So stick around with that. But I want to end with an anonymous Swifty submission that came in, which will be a little bit of a storytelling moment, if you will, because we need to talk about the backstory with Netflix. So Anonymous sent in, quote, can you outline the beef with Netflix? I'm a semi-new Swifty and I have heard that she had issues with Netflix and that is why the reputation tour left as soon as the contract was up. Can you outline this drama and if she has any opinions to put on other platforms or if her contract does not allow for it? As a reputation stan, I am sad to see it leave, but I also don't want her stuck in more corrupt contracts, so I am trying to understand what is happening happening here. Great question. Let's talk about it. This is a very simple and straightforward answer, and obviously we will never fully know, but we have deep reason to believe that Taylor probably wanted to remove her Reputation Stadium tour off of Netflix following the Ginny and Georgia show drama in 2021. Now, the Reputation Stadium tour did have a five-year contract, and when I was researching this before the podcast, it seems like that's a fairly standard contract for Netflix. And there are quite a few things that constantly get rotated and cycled on and off these sort of streaming platforms as a part of their contracts in general. So it's not entirely unusual that something would leave. It is probably unusual that it left when it was such a highly popular regarded thing on their platform. But going back to sort of the drama and what leads people to think she has quote unquote beef with the platform itself is that in 2021, there's a show called Jenny and Georgia and I never watched it, but there was a specific line in the show and I'm going to read it to you right now. And I'm reading this from an article from Deadline, which again, I will link this article for you guys in the show notes, but it says, quote, the line in which Swift took issue with came in an episode during a conversation between Georgia and her teenage daughter, Ginny, on whether Ginny had moved on from her boyfriend, Marcus. She said, quote, what do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. Now, everybody knows the trash takes itself out every single time and jokes on Netflix because Taylor, as rightfully so, really did not like that this specific line and her likeness was used in a negative way, as anybody would. So she ended up calling out Netflix in what I think was a tweet on Twitter and she said, quote, Hey, Jenny and Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horse bleep as funny? Now, following that, she tweeted, quote, Also, at Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you, broken heart, happy Women's History Month, I guess. Now, it's pretty rare that Taylor really makes any sort of statement like this, let alone so incredibly publicly. We see Taylor talk about things she's passionate about from time to time, but 
never do we see her really comment on things as mainstream as like tweeting about Netflix for everybody to see. So I think this goes safe to say that Taylor definitely was pretty perturbed by this usage of her name and it was originally directed just at the show Jenny and Georgia, but obviously it's hosted on Netflix and I mean, I don't know. It's 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 a sticky situation, right? So that's kind of the tea, if you will. Not really that much tea. It's just it is what it is and it wasn't nice. So I'm curious to see if maybe Taylor would move elsewhere. We know that the Airs Tour film is on Amazon Prime. It's on of actually quite a few places. So perhaps she would switch over to that. I'm not sure what the success rate on those platforms has been, but my sneaking suspicion is that she was probably testing out these other platforms and using the Eras Tour film as a guinea pig and reputation will probably soon follow. And I'm thinking it just makes sense to kind of align it with whenever reputation TV does come out. But nonetheless, I am curious to see what platform she ends up going with next. Well, this was fun. I am I'm so very excited to ring in the new year with you guys and continue the clowning all throughout 2024. I will leave you with the little quote from our favorite gal, T. Swift, where she says, hold on to the memories. They will hold on to you. I will, in fact, be holding on to the memories, and I really hope we can make more in the new year. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I cannot wait to chat with you again, and I will see you on the next one. Bye! Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I know all too well how busy life can be, and I am so grateful that you chose to stay, stay, stay. Now, just know this is me trying, and I would greatly appreciate if you took a minute to leave a review or maybe share this episode with a fellow Swifty. Make sure you join my broadcast channel on Instagram for more Swiftivities. And long story short, this love is real, and I'm beyond grateful for your support. See you next time.